So today I have my great hosts, Pam Rivet, and she's actually starting her own little business right now, and she's in the midst of launching her business. So, so today we're going to talk about her business and help to promote her business in a sense, and we're probably going to talk a little bit about her little struggles and challenges and what she's mm -hmm. overcome through this journey that she she's embarked on. So. Pam, can you just introduce yourself and kind of tell the audience like what got you into MBS and where you're heading with that? Yeah. Hey, Mo, thanks for having me. I appreciate you asking me to come on the show. Um, so I'm Pam Revet. I am the founder of MBS Fitco, which is a fitness company that is for us busy moms. So my first product is going to be a line of active wear for many reasons, but to just kind of, I guess, let me go back. MBS stands for my best self. So it is my best self fit company. I love that. And the idea behind I never that. Knew what Mo, MBS yeah. stood for, but I love that. My yes, best self. My best self. So I, I know you can see it oh, back there. It. So it's my it. yeah, best self. Yeah. Um, and one of, one of my slogans, cause I have a couple, um, is beyond the cape. And that is because I feel that every mom is the epitome of superwoman. But beyond being superwoman mom or super mom or super wife or, um, you know, working on your, you know, the superwoman behind your career, that there's a woman beyond that cape that needs to have that love and attention as well. So that is my best self. It is finding your best self beyond the cape, beyond the superwoman cape, and just having moms take care of themselves. And whether that's through fitness or spiritual development or personal development or having self-care days, manis, petties, getting your hair done, all of those things. So going into my company and the first product that I'm bringing is active wear. And that is because of many reasons, because for me personally, activewear was the foundation for me going many, many years back when I was in a really bad place in my life where I felt like I had lost myself. I didn't know who I was outside of mom and, you know, mortgage advisor. I, I didn't know what I wanted in my life. I didn't know anything. And so for me, it started with fitness. But before you can have fitness, you need active wear. So that was where it started for me. Honestly, it was getting that active wear and just putting it on and going. And now fast forward, you know, 15 or so years in that for me, active wear is it's more of a versatile piece, right? Because as a busy mom, we need something that we can just throw on in the morning and it is going to be the same thing that we're going to work out in and the same thing that we're going to do our grocery shopping in and the same thing that we're going to come home and have to do chores in or housework or run the kids around all over the freaking earth. You know, so it's it's having those pieces that you can feel confident in, um, you know, feel good in your own skin, no matter what you're doing. So it's the versatility as well. And yeah, so that's kind of where in where it's at okay. right now and we'll have other things that'll come out later but that's that's the gist of it i love that because i think like i don't know about guys me personally i don't dress up for gym and stuff like that but i see plenty of women like you could tell that like they put a lot of thought into their <laughs> outfits you know what i mean because like their shit mm -hmm. looks like dang like like she's dressed for the for, for the event basically you know what i mean so and i'm sure that like by having the right clothes like the the active wear like you just feel better about yourself in the sense you know and i like i love this pam this is awesome i think you're really but, gonna make like, a big you impact can't tell me even as a guy you can't tell me that even as a guy that when you put on like let's just say you go in your your closet and you're like <clears> oh, i'm going to the gym and you just whatever i throw on whatever i gotta go i'm running late you know but when you put on something that you like, man, I feel good in this, that your workout's not better. It is. Or that man. your day isn't better. And it's and you can take that to another level and say it's just with anything that you put on, right? Anything that you put on. If you put on something and you feel good in what you put on and you feel good and you look good, 
everything about your day is going to be better. Your attitude is going to be better. The way that you talk to people is going to be better. Your workout's going to be better. The way that you handle your kids is everything is better when you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and again, and going back to when it comes to busy moms, it's just that, you know, we're all over the place. You know, we're at home taking care of the house. We're running kids around. We're going to the gym. We're going to work. We're going to the grocery store. So there's all these different places. And, and it's, it's hard to, you know, have one set of clothes that's meant to be worked out in. But then you're like, okay, well, I can go to the gym in this, but I don't know if I want to go to the grocery store in this or go pick up my kids from school in this. So it's nice to have those pieces that can be versatile and can go with you anywhere or just having the variety of, because at the end of the day, workout clothes are comfortable and it is yeah. something that can be dressed up or dressed down. You can put on a pair of workout leggings, gym leggings, and then throw on a, a jacket or a sweater or whatever, put on some boots. And then whenever you get to the gym, take them off, put your tennis shoes on, you know? So yeah. it's having those pieces that'll work that are multifunctional. That's important. Yeah. So I'm also starting a podcast as well. So, and the podcast will be finding my best self. And that is part of the brand. It is going to be part of MBS Fitco. And yes, because at the end of the day is I want to inspire women to be their best self and to find that hero within that, that is that, you know, that they may be bearing or just may have lost or they're just not taking the time to nurture because they're so busy pouring into everyone else but themselves. Nice. So it's just, you know, cause Mo, like I said earlier, there was a time in my life when I was very, very lost. Um, and it's, t- it took me years, many years to, to find, you know, who I am today. Um, and even though I, I feel that I have at this point today gotten to the, my best self and my best version, um, I'm also still working to grow because I also feel that no one's perfect and you're never going to be perfect. And there's always room and opportunity for growth. So even through all of this, um, this new journey that I'm on in this next chapter of my life, you know, I always look forward to what's to come. Um, he, we were talking the other day. And I text you and I told you, I was like, you know, Mo, I was like, it's the look back that is the best part. What? You know, of when, <laughs> How much growth? when the growth, Mo, it's the, that's the best part. And I want every mom to be able to experience that, that, you know, and even if those, there are the moms that are already there there, cause there are so many that are already there, but they also understand too, that there's still more to come. There's so much more to come. You know, I was the other day, something hit me that I was like, I have to talk to Mo about this on the podcast. Cause I think it's like it. And I don't know where this came from. Um, you know, that quote that says, don't look in the rear view mirror. Cause that's not where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, man, no, like that's so wrong. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to look back? Mm-hmm. Because Mo for me, like in all honesty, I have so many pictures of myself or things that I've written in my journal that I go back and look at because the look back is what reminds me of where I'm of just that, like that isn't where I'm going, but it's good to look back sometimes and remember where you were and how far you co- you've come, especially on those days when you're down and out the days mm-hmm. when you're like kicking yourself in the butt. Like I could be doing better or I should be doing this. Yeah. But look how far you came. Take that yeah. look back. Like look in that mm-hmm. rearview mirror. Like you see where you are, you see what you were doing or where you, you know, and, and look at where you are now. Like, so I was, I was like, man, that quote's kind of not right. <laughs> That's kind of screwed yeah. up. Cause it is a good thing to look back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't, I don't look back, you know, to, to say I'm going there. You look back to say, look how far I've come. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 incredible to look back. I feel like even like you just said to remind yourself basically like for me like I look back at transformation pictures of my weight loss yeah. to where I'm at now and like looking at that's like dang, like I came a long way, you know? And mm-hmm. that's how you appreciate the journey of 
where you're at now compared to where you were and yeah and not just your physical mo not just in your physical right right because i mean i know i mean i've known you for quite a while and i mean i mean i didn't know that mo but i mean even still just how we we talked about that i'm like man mo if you would have told me when you and i met through real estate just a few years ago that we'd be sitting here talking about these things like i would have never believed i would have been like yeah right look (laughs) that's that's so true even just saying pam we're gonna be recording podcasts in three years together what you think about that like what the fuck no way mo (laughs) yeah when i started on this new journey of manifestation journey anyway um i went back in my journal and i read because i started a brand new i start a brand new journal at the beginning of every year even if i still have pages left in a previous journal i start i like to have a book for the year yeah that's good and so at the very beginning of every year part of what i do is i write a letter to myself right and i just write a letter to myself about and in first or how you call it first person or third person, whatever where I'm talking, where I am talking to Pam and I write that letter to myself, just telling myself like how I feel about myself, um, me from the outside looking in and, you know, who I see Pam as a person and what I see, you know, for her and where she's going and things like that. Um, and then on the next page, I write my own personal this is how I feel in my head and in my heart, where I'm at, where I'm going. And Mo, like, that is so true because like, if I would read to you where I was in January 1st of this year to where I am right now is my it, 11 months later to the day, like mind blowing, mind blowing. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, there's so much, it's so crazy because so much can happen in a year's time. We've talked about you working with a couple coaches and stuff now. You think that working with some of those coaches like kind of really helped you to uh, basically see things in a different way, in a more positive way, and just better understanding of yourself as well? And like just basically, like, because in my opinion, like working with coaches, I felt like my mindset shifted like 10 levels within a year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just wondering how that was with you. Mo, in all honesty, I didn't start any of the coaches until after I had already decided to move forward with starting my own company. That's when I decided to hire, you know, a mentor and some coaches. Um, But for me... So you never had a coach before that? Even like like to help you with your business stuff and just mindset stuff? Like little trauma stuff that you've gone through, like growing up? No, I've had counselors, but never business coaches. Oh, Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You always did have a good, powerful mindset, though. I remember the first, our first couple conversations. I was like, "Man, like this girl, she gets it," you know. Because Mo, I have, I used to struggle with anxiety, and I, I, I shouldn't say I used to. I still do. Um, I have like severe anxiety, but when I, so when I was eighteen, I got married, and my ex husband was in the military at the time, so we moved away. And, um, when, when we came back, so that was in 2008 when we came back. So I was 18, 19, 20, I was 20 years old and I got my first like real job. And that was the first time I ever realized how bad my anxiety and my panic attacks were. Now, granted at the time I was also diagnosed with postpartum depression, but those, that was the first time that I ever experienced like full blown panic attacks in my life, like where where I was driving and all, like, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like several times this happened to me over and over again to the point where that, I went to the doctor and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Is that and crossing a bridge or just on a straightaway? Like where that anxiety comes from? To, I had to drive to Metairie for training every day. And it, and I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just that every time I got in the car is when my brain, you know, your brain just kind of goes off and I would start thinking about things and then I'd go into these full blown panic attacks in the car where I was hyperventilating, sweating. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I, like it was bad anyway. So I lived on antidepressants and like anxiety medications for years and years and years. And so when I got pregnant from my last little girl for Jillian, and so she's about to be eight. So this was, you know, eight years ago, I had to get off of the the medicine because I was pregnant. And I just told myself that was Jillian was like, 
and why Mo at that point in my life, you know, cause I'm 30, I'll be 36. So I'm 36 now. And that was eight years ago. So I was 28. And so why at that point in my life, I just had this mental switch that kicked on. And that was, I was at the heaviest I had ever been in my life before I got pregnant. Um, I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Um, and I was super depressed and, you know, on all the anxiety medication. And so when I got pregnant for Jillian, I told myself at that time pregnant for her, like when I have her, like, I will never be back on that medication. I am going to lose all of this weight and I'm going to keep it off. And, and I did like, that was my thing. Um, good job. Pam. And, good job. And ever since then, Mo, I've learned going back to what you said, I know I like went off on a tangent Going back to what you said, the what I learned with my anxiety and my panic attacks was how to control them and how to, when I would feel myself getting anxious, when I feel my chest starting to tight, you know, tighten, or when I, you know, feel myself, my hands would get clammy and I, you know, my heart rate start changing. Like I've learned how to talk myself through and down and out of that because at the end of the day that's what anxiety and panic attacks are it is you letting your thoughts creep in you know the limiting beliefs or the negative thoughts or the bad things creep in and then and then you just it, it just you know goes from there so so I've learned and with that it for me Mo I have to know why if I can find a why in anything in any situation whether it's a why am I having these thoughts or why did this bad thing happen or why did this it's when I can, and I know you and I talk about that so much. Um, and a lot of people tell me that it's like, you're really good. I'm really good at breaking things down when people come to me and they say like, this is going on or this is going on. And it's, you know, but why do you think you said that? Why do you think you reacted that way? Like, what is at the core of it when you break it all down? Like what made you say that? What made you react that way? Why did this happen in your life? Because what is going to come from it? Like it's any and everything that I can break down, I'm going to break it down yeah. <laughs> because that is how I cope. It's how I deal. It's how I move forward and it's how I grow. And that's, that's just where it's at for me is I have to mentally understand the why, you know, and whether in it, whether that's really what it is, or if it's just for me, like I have to figure out some, a reason for me to be, to be okay with in my heart and my mind. So that way I can just move forward with things. You know, Pam, I think I've, I've worked with a couple of coaches and that was kind of like their method of, helping me to understand more about myself was the why asking why like five times basically and I listened to Dean Graziosi and that's pretty much what he says too you know like just ask yourself why five times and by digging deep like that you start to get the answer that you need you know and it's it's, it's an incredible way to to discover things about yourself and why you respond to things and how you feel you know I love it I think that's the best way truly Something that's called why work. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, um, mm -hmm. but it's actually something that I'm planning to do. Um, it's very, very, very personal, but I'm going to do it um, and I'm going to share it. I've already committed to that. So I guess I can say it, um, but it's called why work and it's mm -hmm. getting down to the core of your why. Um, and so that's basically what it is. It's, it's, you know, you can do it with a friend or a counselor or whoever, but it's having that person there to say, you know, what is your goal or what do you want? And then you respond. And then they say, why, why do you want that? What do you want and why? And because when you continue to ask yourself that, because at the surface, it's when someone says, what do you want and why it's going to be super surface level. Yeah. Right? absolutely. Your initial answer is going to be super surface level. Mm -hmm. And then when you get that first, why you want something. Okay. But why? And it's in you getting all the way down to what that very, very bot with that core thing is. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where it's at. Yeah. That's where the answer lies. Mm -hmm. yep. So earlier you mentioned something about uh, 
journaling, like you start a new journal every year. And I've talked to plenty of people that doesn't know how to journal. So what, like, as far as journaling, what kind of advice would you give to people to help them to be able to start that journaling? Because me personally, like, I fully believe in journaling and letting it out on paper, because I feel like once it's out of here and on paper, it's, it's like a relief. And that's why I, I prefer to do it at nighttime, because I feel like it's a detachment method for me of letting yeah. go of my experiences or anything that happened in that day, you know? So, but for you, like, how do, how do you, how do you journal? Mo, you know, it's so funny because when I first started journaling, probably about two years ago now, maybe a little bit longer, um, when that was first brought up to me, like, you should journal. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dear diary, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what yeah, is that? Like, yeah, you yeah, know, that's what that's kids so do. Um, it was just super weird for me. Um, to say journaling or even meditating and all of those terms were super weird for me. Um, and so I went through that. So I get that. I get when people say like, but how or what, because I was there too at one point when I was like, I don't even know what to do. I remember the first time I mm -hmm. put, picked up a journal and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to journal. I'm going to do it. And I've like put the pen to the paper and just sat there because <laughs> I'm like, I still, I was like, what do I say? What do I do? Like, what yeah. do I say? So I've actually tried several different methods. Um, and in all my honesty, I since I've done that, I kind of do a little something different every day. And that's really what has worked for me is, you know, I've tried to be very scripted. Like every day, you know, I'm going to write down three things I'm grateful for and three personal affirmations and, you know, three things that was good that happened today and three things that... I plan for tomorrow or that are going to do better tomorrow. Like I, and I'm like, I'm going to write these same, I'm going to, this is the, my method every single day. Um, you know, and I didn't really care for that. It, it just felt super scripted to me. And I almost felt like some days I was just writing the same thing or just writing stuff just because, and it didn't really have any meaning, I guess. Um, I've tried just free flow, like what you said, just like whatever thoughts I have, I'm putting them down and just free flow. Um, I've done some guided stuff. So where it's more so, um, I guess kind of sort of like the, like a meditation kind of thing, but it's a guide that's saying like asking the questions. Um, you know, a lot of people use growth day, like Brennan, uh, Brennan Burchard's growth day app. And that has like prompts and stuff. And every day the prompts change of what you can write about. So I've tried that too. And I have basically come down to like, if you look at my journal, every day is different. Some days I have stuff that's bullet pointed. Um, some days I'm doing gratitude work. Um, some days maybe it's more so a lot of manifesting stuff. Some days it's more me uh, once again writing those letters to myself, like giving myself that encouragement that I need on the days that I feel like I'm down and out. Um, and then there are some days where I literally will write four pages, five pages, because I just I call it like brain dump. And I think that's the days when there's just so much on my mind and just like any, the, any thought that crosses your mind throughout the day, um, you know, the questions that you ask yourself during the day, it's like writing those out. And it's just right. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like literally having those, the same conversations that you have with yourself in your head every day, but putting it on paper and having that conversation with yourself in writing and just writing it down. Yeah. And I know that that sounds super weird to people who don't do it, but it is so therapeutic. Very, <laughs> like I can't eat like I when, agree. cause when you put it on paper, when you write it down, it's, it's like you, when you walk away, it's like, it's behind, like I put it, it's, it's out, it's done, it's gone. And I put it mm -hmm. away and it's like that weight's lifted off your chest and you can just move on. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing, really the, thing I started whenever I would journal, I would always, I'm sorry, not whenever I first started, but like these days, whenever I journal, I typically start with my interactions throughout the day and what I felt and how these other people affected me in a sense, you know what I mean? But through my interactions. So mm -hmm. I would journal about that. Then I would journal about my intellect. And I feel like Whenever I journal, I feel like I'm kind of led by spirit or source, God, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like 
the answers that I need to certain things come to me through writing, you know? And it's those deepest thoughts and those deepest desires that like really hits you whenever you're writing because, and sometimes it's, it's some hard, cold truth that sometimes we don't want to hear, but we, ha- we have to fucking face it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just part of it. And that's the part I love is getting those big aha type moments in journaling and writing because I feel like that source is feeding me what I need to put down on that paper. So I love that, man. I love that you, you journal and that's a big part of your life because I think more people should journal <laughs> truly because it's just mm-hmm. liberating and discovering yourself, you know, I feel, you know. Yeah, the self-discovery part is is big in that too. For me, it's this the self-discovery and just the therapeutic, the release. Um, and you know, and I know some people don't get it and and they don't understand and don't want to talk about it, but the, you know, just in manifesting um, and putting your thoughts on paper, it just does mm-hmm. something. Yeah, your, you are your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. You are your thoughts. Yep. You know who Bob Proctor is by chance? I've never listened to him. I've heard of him many times, but I've never mm. listened to him. Mm. He always talks about like carrying a gold card with you. Basically, you write your goals down on a card and carry them with you and look at it and read them like out loud, you know, 10, 15, 20 times a day, as many times as you could, you know, and you just mm-hmm. constantly, I'm sorry. Just saying affirmations aren't going to actually get you to what you want. Like you have to actually take action and do what you got to do to get to those goals. Right. So, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the stuff that he talks about. So I don't know. A lot of people. He has I a think, podcast? He's dead now. He's like 90 something oh. years old. He's been around since like the sixties and shit teaching mindset stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy because like all the people that I listen to now, the, um, Tony Robbins and, all of them basically they all say the same shit, Pam. Mm-hmm. But it's just in their own way. It's kind of something I discovered recently. Is that like, dang, everybody says the same shit, basically. You know, it's just everybody shares their own personal way, and other people perceive it, I guess, from certain people a certain type of way because of the way they deliver the message. You know, would you agree with that in a sense? Yeah. No, that is that is true, Mo. That's so surprising that you don't listen yeah. to podcasts and you started a podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. Look, I had no intentions on ever even starting a podcast. It's just, it was just some weird shit that kind of happened, and like I enjoyed it, and now I truly love it. I like, I like it a lot. I think that's the biggest part. But it's the journey. It's really not the destination, you know, because we learn so much through that journey that whenever we do get to the destination, well, I mean, there's really no destination truly because we're always going to be. Mm-hmm. striving for something different, something better. You're saying that the journey to like, whenever, when till you get to that goal and then you make yeah. another goal and then there's another journey. But yeah, I mean, you're right, Mo, like the journey mm-hmm. is where it's at. Yeah. Cause that's where you learn that, you know, that's where you grow. That's where you understand yourself. That's when like those systems, you start learning how to use those systems, put them into place and make sure that they're efficient and benefiting you like it's supposed to, you know, Mo, you Look, know where the, the biggest growth that is though? What's that? Is is being able to enjoy the journey while you're in it. Yeah. And not just at the end, you know, because again, the look back is always a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's always a lot easier to look back on the hard shit because you're on the other side of it. But it's being able to see the growth while you're in it and appreciate the growth while you're going through it and appreciate the shit while it's happening. And with the belief and the knowing that it's going to turn into a positive on the other side, Mm -hmm. that's where, that's where the, when you, when you can say like, I'm going through hell, but I'm so appreciative and grateful for it because I know on the other side, something so amazing and beautiful is going to come from it. That's where the real growth is. Yeah. When you can I agree more. So in what ways has like technology helped you 
with your business you find automation oh god in so many ways first of all i will start <laughs> off by saying this ai stuff is out of this world like yeah. and i know that i've only i'm only surface level with it right now but the ai is insane like it's all it's it's so in, like it's scary in a sense <laughs> oh goodness yes it the is stuff that it comes out with um but anyway so that's cool um having or being able to hire people and see their work like we were talking earlier like fiverr and upwork if you ever need to hire someone to do anything like any kind of work for you to just be able to go online and find someone from all over the world these people are on there and they do amazing work for really cheap like I would, I never knew about any of that stuff. Like I could have used that so many times over the last, you know, 17 years of my life. If there, if I would have, you know, known that anything like that even existed and I don't know how old those are. Um, so there's that. And then in all honesty, just social media and being able to reach out to people, the groups that I've posted in and the feedback that I've been able to get, um, just whether it's from my personal page or groups and stuff, for what I need um, to be able to see, you know, to, to see what people want and what they're looking for. That's awesome. So you've joined women groups for like clothing stuff and that that's very smart. Well, I got into a couple of fitness groups, um, but I didn't really want to get too much into fitness groups. I got into a lot of mom groups, um, yeah, whether it was true. Um, a lot of different mom groups, because that's who I wanted to hear from. Because again, like I can tell you, like Mo, a lot of people moms there are a lot of women that wear active wear and they don't work out mm -hmm. and so that's just where it's at i mean as much as i i love and want to encourage people not necessarily to work out but at least move their body in some way shape or form even if it's yeah. just going for a walk you know i'm not saying that you need to go to the gym and get all ripped up and you know unless that's what you want to do then that's great but for me it's just it's the movement it's just you know moving your body and not even necessarily for weight loss but Exercises, mental. it's mental. God, if I could like, I like want to beat that in. If I could beat that into people's head, like working out <laughs> is so far beyond physical. It is so, it is, it is more mental than it is physical. And if people could understand that, like, man, the, the mental work that is done just for moving your body every day. But anyway, so yeah, so I use the groups to be able to get in contact with those people to just say, you know, what is it that you're missing? Where are the other companies lacking? Because that is what I'm here for. Is yeah. that I know it's not perfect out there. Um, and I know that there's a lot missing or there's some things that could be done better. And that's what I'm about, all about is all nice. of the things that weren't there. And to just, you know, or that could be made better. So what's something in your brand, your your clothing line that's actually going to be better than most brands? So a couple of things that I've I've heard, um, and not, not necessarily that I know that I'm going to have them, but I will say what I've heard um, is that for women, um, it's the sports bras where the padding is non-removable, which is a huge thing. Because um, I know for me personally, that's a huge pain that's one of the things that bothers me the most you know because we take our sports bras and we wash them and then those little pad things come out in the washer or they get all folded and scrunched up in there and to get them back in place and the little bitty hole that they put in them on mm -hmm. is on it's yeah with women first world problems <laughs> it's not <laughs> so it's the you know having the padding sewn in and then um, some of the other things that I heard, which is very eye-opening. This has been a very eye-opening process for me, Mo, because everybody is different in what they like or what they want in, in active wear too. So for me, I work out solely from home. So I couldn't care. I could care less about pockets. Actually, for me, if there are pockets on leggings, I will not buy them. Because I'm so used to wearing leggings without pockets, because I don't need them, when I do put them on, it bothers me um to have that extra material i guess but i've learned that for women who go to the gym or run that they need the pocket to put their phone in so i i get it right mm -hmm. um 
So I am so naive to pockets, right? So then I start having people tell me that it's not just about having pockets, it's the placement of the pockets. They were like, because if the pocket is too low or too high, when they go to get on the, is it the abductor or adductor or whatever machine, and you mm -hmm. put your legs in it, that the pockets sometimes where they are on the pants, that your phone is right there. So like, then I got to take my phone out of my pocket and then it's totally pointless to even have the pocket because I just had to take it out. And I'm like, see, like, I would have never thought about that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so, so that's apparently an issue is that some of these people put the, the pockets way too low and it causes issues when they're working out. Um, I've seen why it, you, I've, huh, why you'd be running too? Like if you got to, if you actually got to stop and, you know, come down a little bit to get your phone or yeah. whatever out your pocket, you know, it's, it's inconvenient, you know, so yeah, it's all about making yeah. it convenient, you know. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm, I'm no, 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 you're good. I've heard about um, the tank tops on women that, you know, women, a lot of women are very self-conscious about, you know, just the, you know, the little armpit back or whatever right here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these, um, these shirts are cut. I don't want to say in a men's cut because you know how men's shirts are cut, like they come far in. So a lot of the women's shirts are, they need to be further out. Um, yeah. just a little bit yeah. more coverage in that area. So I've heard a lot mm -hmm. about that. Obviously I've heard about the seams ripping, um, just rip, just bad seams. Um, we have a lot of issues us ladies as with the, the leggings and they roll down. Um, so those mo are all the things that I'm looking for. So when I say that I am shopping for premium active wear, um, I'm, I'm talking about quality. So mm -hmm. the quality first and foremost is really, really big for me um, because I have, again, I've been working out since like 2006. Yeah, 2006. So the amount of active wear that I've bought in my life is probably sickening. And I've tried, I couldn't even tell you how many different companies. And so, I mean, I've, I know active wear, right? I mean, I know the ins and outs. I, you know, the materials and I've done going into this, I've done a lot of research. I have researched all the companies, all of them. You can't tell me a name, probably <laughs> I have not pulled up and researched what their clothes is, read their reviews. And I know what's good and what's not. Um, I've been through all of Amazon. Like I've done my research on the materials and the quality and what, you know, what makes certain things like, you know, what exactly is makes it sweat wicking and what exactly, why are some see-through and some aren't, which ones are itchy, which ones aren't, which ones make it buttery soft and which ones make them super, you know, so because the, there's, I've done it all. I've looked at it all. Right. So like the term. quality, the quality has to be there. Um, and then my next thing is, like I said, is to solve the issues that are, you know, is to, to fix the issues that are there, which is why I said a manufacturer who's going to, who's going to have a designer on hand that I can work with to custom make um, my pieces is really what I'm looking for, because I may come out with something initially that the manufacturer already has for me, but I want to custom design my pieces. And which is why getting this feedback is really important um, to make sure that, you know, I can try to fix those problems. Yeah. while still having good quality and versatility at the same time, because that's also really important. What do you think is a way to help women to actually become their best self? So, I mean, first and foremost, you have to want it, right? And that's where it starts is, you know, like I said, for myself as well, is there just came a point when I was like, this is this is what I want and I'm ready and I'm going to do it. Um, it's, so, it's just deciding. You have to decide this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Um, and again, I will say it over and over and over again. Cause I truly, you know, cause there's so many different parts. There's fitness, there's spiritual development, there's personal development. And then there's what I, what I call the self care part, which is, you know, just the treat, treat yourself kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, truly wholeheartedly believe that it starts with movement and fitness in some way, shape or form. And the reason I say that is because it is not just physical, it's mental, it's emotional. It is everything that will put you in the right mindset 
to want to do the deeper development, to read the books, to listen to the podcast, you know, to meditate, to, it is what is going to spark the curiosity or the interest or the desire to do that deeper, that deeper mm -hmm. work. When you look good and you feel good, that makes you want to do even better. Like it, the, the fitness piece is, it has to be there. And like I said, it's not about going to the gym and working out for an hour a day or, you know, losing a bunch of weight or getting super ripped up. It's not necessarily about that. It's just about moving your body. So if you can even just commit to, you know, I want to better myself. I want to get on the path to start working towards my best self, then just dedicate, commit to doing some sort of movement for 30 minutes a day. You know, Pam, I couldn't agree more because in my journey of working out and discovering myself and learning more about myself, it all goes back to the gym because whereas I never thought I could ever be a, a car salesman, I never thought I could be a realtor. Like I never thought I was good enough or smart enough to ever do that. But going to the gym and doing those hard workouts and doing what I thought that I couldn't do in the gym helped me to build that confidence to actually go out and do things that I thought I couldn't do before as well too, you know? So I get that that gym and the activeness is one of the biggest parts and I wholeheartedly believe in that, especially, I don't know, because I remember times at the gym where like I was doing the sets of 30 on my squats, right? And by the 12th, 10th to 12th squat, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to get it. I'm going to get to 30 today. No way. But I made it. And then I'm like, fuck, mm -hmm. yeah, I did that shit, you know? And it's the same thing with accomplishing little goals that you set for yourself, you know? So mm -hmm. that's awesome. I love that, Pam. Yeah, okay. but it's it's because it's hard, Mo. And that's the thing. Yeah. Is that's where, like, you have to commit to doing hard things. Mm -hmm. And if you can't commit to doing hard things, then you'll never, you have, correct. You have to do commit to doing hard things. You have to commit to being uncomfortable because Mo, everything that is good in life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious, right? Mm -hmm. Working out is good for you. It's freaking hard because Mo, mm -hmm. I can tell you 80% of the time, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I can, I can honestly tell you that 80% of the time I'm like, I had to work out and I don't want to do it. <laughs> like I have to tell myself and push myself 80% of the time to go work out. I really do. Like people think that it's just like, Oh, you just know. Mm -mm. <laughs> I don't like the first 10 minutes of my workout sucks mm -hmm. every day. I'm like, I have in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then just like, you just keep doing it. And then I'm like, I'm in it and I'm like, feel good, you know? And then you finish and then you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Like I would have, you know, I would have been so bummed out and kicking myself in the butt if I wouldn't have done that. So mm -hmm. working out is hard, but it's great for you. You know, starting a business is hard, but it's great. You know, having a baby is hard, but then look what you get from it. It's greatness. So everything that you choose to do, everything that's great in life is hard. So you have to commit to doing hard things and you can do hard things. Everyone can do hard things. You just have to commit to it. You know, it's so crazy because even something simple as journaling could be hard because it is hard. you're not used. Yeah. Cause you're not used to doing it. So whenever you actually start, you're like, I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to skip, you know, but like that discipline to be like, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyways. And you do it just like you said, with working out, you know, 80% of the time you don't want to do it, but you force yourself to do it because mm -hmm. you know how good you feel afterwards, you know, and it's mm -hmm. just that discipline to actually go and be okay with being uncomfortable, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's not hard hmm. doing the things that aren't great for you. Yeah, it's so true mm -hmm. because it's that's... not hard to go out and party with your friends and drink. <laughs> right. That's not hard. Right, right. Guess that's... what happens after? Feel like shit about yourself usually. Yeah. Don't feel good. You hung over. Like, that's not great. Mm hmm It's true. Just think about it. I want you to think about it. The next time you any just anything that just try to think about it like that. That the yeah, hard it's... things are what's better for you than the easy things. 
Estamos... So you have an option. If there's a choice in life that you have to make, I can 100% guarantee you that the harder choice is the one you need to make. So Pam, where can uh, where can the guests find you at? Yeah, so everything. So I don't have any anything yet. So right now it's just a, we just have our launch list. Um, but we can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Everything is just MBS Fitco. And um, just, you know, follow us. They're all on the same thing. So you can find it that way. And then we also have um, our VIP list that they can join. Um, the easiest way is just to go to directly to my website, which is mbsfit.co, not .com. So it's mbsfit.co. And there's a link on there that says join the VIP list or VIP list. And they can get on the VIP list there, which um, when I get ready for launch, um, the VIP list will be the first to know um, probably at least a week ahead of time that launch is coming. And they will also receive um, exclusive discounts. Um, and get to see or view, you know, what'll be launched before I actually blast anything on social media. And I will probably, not probably, I will open up my pre-launch because I am going to pre-launch as well. Um, and what pre-launch means for people who don't know is just that I'm going to have, give access to be able to purchase the items before they're actually in stock. Once I have the actual items picked out and all that good stuff, um, just be able to get it ordered um, just with a little bit of a delayed shipping time, but that way they have first come, you know, first serve on it, get first dibs on it. So That's they awesome. will have access to pre-launch through the VIP list um, a, a week or two. They will get it before the rest of social media gets access to. So to make sure, because I will be ordering my first order is going to be a limited quantity. So being on the VIP list will be important to be able to have access before I release it. That's nice. So that's mbsfit.co. And then, like I said, on all socials as well. And then awesome. I'll have the podcast links on there too. So you can join yeah. the podcast. Dude, that's awesome. How long before that's going to be out to the public and people are going to be able to tune in and listen to you? You're going to hold me to it, Mo. You're going to make me say my <laughs> commitment out loud to put my feet to the fire. I have committed to December 14th. I already have two of my interviews lined up. One for tomorrow and one for Monday. And between tomorrow and Monday, I'll probably record four or five solos. So I told you, I'm in it. Damn. I'm ready. I'm so pumped. And look, it, 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 to record a podcast, it literally doesn't take long. Oh, it's going to take our hour. to the camera. Do you? I feel like I'm talking. I, I like talking to the camera. <laughs> I really <laughs> do. Good. My yeah. husband makes That's fun good. of me. He's like, you just like talking to yourself. I, uh, I came no, across a memory yesterday, um, Facebook memory, and it was one of my old videos from like two years ago. And it was, I could just see how nervous and uncomfortable I was doing that video and just seeing the growth to where I'm at now. Cause like I could put on the camera and just, I feel like I need to get on there and just talk and, and I could do that. But I feel, sometimes I feel like who the fuck cares what you got to say, Mo, just shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And I think that comes from negative thoughts and limiting beliefs. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Cause deep inside, I truly know that somebody needs to hear that message you know it doesn't you know who's listening Who? the ones you don't know are listening the ones you don't think are listening the ones that don't tell you that they're listening that's the ones that's listening for me personally that and i've recently reached out to a few of these people um you know that i did that that video the other day a couple weeks ago and i was just like you know like i challenge you to reach out to some people if that, you know, if they inspire you or, you know, the things that they do or say that, you know, that you see, tell them because Mo, like there are some, there are some women that I've watched for years and I, I still need to reach out to a few of them because it's people that I'm not necessarily, some of these people I'm not necessarily friends with, right? Like I don't talk to them on a regular basis. I don't have close conversation with them. I don't know everything about them. People that I've watched for years that have inspired me in some way, shape or form at some point in my life, or maybe they still do today because I've watched them and things that they've done with their life. Um, and when you reach out to those people and let them know that the things that they do, you know, because people don't know because right. we've, we've become as a society, like these, these, people don't talk and they don't know how to express their feelings. And 
you know, and then there's social media that plays into so much and makes people, you know, on social media, you only see the good. Nobody posts the crap. Nobody posts the bad stuff. And so people are constantly seeing like all of these cookie cutter lives and they see Mm -hmm. what their life is, you know, behind closed doors. And they're like, man, my life is nothing like that. And then it makes you feel bad about yourself. What you really don't know is behind closed doors, their shit's just as screwed up. Oh yeah, You know, like they're running and going, you don't see, you know, the mom that goes to bed every night crying because she's so stressed out. You see her happy pictures on Facebook with her husband and her kids, and they just went to dinner and ball games and all this stuff. But what you don't see is what goes on behind closed doors whenever she's in her room crying because Mm -hmm. she's stressed out, you know, like it's, it's those things. So when you reach out to those people, you know, that's why I said in that video, I'm like, the people you think are the strongest people and that are, they're doing the best based on what you see. Those are probably the people that need to hear it the most. Mm-hmm. that like, I see you and I see what you're doing and you inspire me so much. Those are the people that are like, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that because those yeah. are the people that feel like they're not doing anything. Speaking of that, like telling people how you feel kind of today, I was at the gym and they had this guy. I've seen him the other day and I, I kind of waved to him. What's up, man? You know, today he had like some little short shorts and he had like some, some, thick legs like he worked out like mm-hmm. hard to get those muscles so i was like dang like that dude got some nice legs no homo like said it to myself <laughs> so a little bit later i went up to him i said hey dude like I-, I want to tell you this like please don't think nothing about me i'm not gay i don't want to have sex with you or nothing but you got nice legs like your legs look good good job you know and he was like thank you man thank you like he got all excited you know like his whole face like lit up like a christmas tree you know because mm-hmm. He probably needs to hear that poor thing. Like he probably thinks his legs are small or something, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we kind of think differently of ourselves versus how other people sees us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not even just that, though, Mo, it's a gender thing, right? Because I I say this all the time, too. When I get compliments from men, I'm like, OK, like whatever. Like it's but when a woman compliments me and says something like it makes my whole day. Yeah. And it's just because it's, we don't hear it as often from, so like I'm, I try to, I mean, I'm one of those people that like, when I see, you know, another woman and I, you know, whatever it is that I see, like her eyes or her clothes or her face, your hair, whatever, like I make it a point to tell them because it's so much different coming from someone of the same gender. And so I think that's probably a lot of what it is too for another guy to tell a guy like you're late, you got nice legs because guys don't say that to guys, you know, and unfortunately right. women don't usually compliment women because it's unfortunately more of a jealousy thing and not so much a positive and uplifting thing. Same thing with guys. Well, Pam, thank you for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate you. Thanks I think I think this can be an awesome episode and I think it's really going to inspire other people, hopefully to go for whatever it is that they truly want in life. You're doing a damn thing. And And in eight months, how much you've learned and grown and, you know, where you're at now versus where you were eight months ago, you know, like it was just, just an idea. And it was probably almost like, holy shit, like an impossible idea in a sense, but you also knew that you could do it. And here you are, you know, it's incredible. I'm proud of you. Thanks.